batting around. It's batting around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Ost. With me, as always, is Steven. Are you going to do it? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> Yo, I'm too scared of Lauren, even though she's not here. It's actually scarier that she's not here. I know, right? It's just like, oh, no, I don't want to. God, she's. I don't want her to like listen to this and be like fuming after the fact. No, I'm not gonna step on her. I'm not gonna step on her bit. Okay, uh, very, I was trying to be into doing it and wanted you to do it. Very <laughs> yo to you, Jane. Okay, okay. Filling in for Lauren while uh, she's out for surgery is Lauren's sister Melly. Melly's back. Hi, Hi Melly. Hi, uh, Hi Melly. <laughs> our Patreon. Subscribers will recognize Melly from the Super Bowl party episode just a couple weeks ago. It was not even that long ago. That's right. Um, and the last time Lauren was out <laughs> for a while, Melly also stepped in. Yeah, so subscribe to Patreon if you want to hear what it's like to get both of them on the same pod. Yeah, it's the only... How did your Super Bowl plans go, Melly? Oh, God, I don't even remember because I didn't do anything. Like, oh, I thought you were planning on doing something. No, I, wow. this, this year, I, I just moved to the woods. I I live in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to come out and hang out with me. So I just like made French onion dip and ate it out of the container. Like, God a, bless. A, yeah, gremlin. I, I went to a party that included the exact two things that I talked about, even though I had not coordinated that with the hosts at all. The, uh, those like egg roll things. The cheesesteak egg rolls, which were this time, which were pretty fucking banger. And then the soft pretzel rivet tray, which always good. Sound it sounded so good. Oh god, there was there was there was taco dip, there was brisket. The whole the spread was fucking fabulous. There and there were also like like 50, 60 people there. To be clear, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl and I am in Philadelphia. So it was a bit bigger of a party than otherwise would have been happening. Can you can you explain to me really quick though, like what is taco dip? I've never heard of this before. Really? Yeah, what is it? Like what's is it like queso with meat in it? It's like meat, sour cream, cheese, lettuce, tomato, like basically the insides of a taco on like in a in a tray. Oh, like seven layer dip. Yeah, seven layer dip. Okay. I always call it taco dip. Everything's special in Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> yeah, I was so confused because I'm like, we we talked about it, didn't we? We called it a completely different name Listen. the whole episode. <laughs> How is Lauren doing? She's she's doing awesome. Honestly, she's Good. such a champion. Yeah, she's lucid. She's <laughs> she feels great. I mean, like uh, she claims she's ready to walk around, which is also really exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they gave her the good drugs then. She's just like, yeah, just get me up and walking around already. <laughs> Lauren high tweeting has been like genuinely hysterical yeah she's already back to like reviewing her lunches and stuff it's <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> it's funny though because like in person she's just like in a really good mood she seems totally like like normal grounded <laughs> just in a really good mood so i guess like not normal but like uh... <laughs> uh, yeah one of the first things she tweeted was like oh is this what people like fentanyl <laughs> it's like oh, okay. <laughs> wrong well steven yeah there's lots of baseball stuff to talk about isn't there i was just apologizing to melly like hey yeah you're coming on right when we're just talking have all the baseball stuff to talk about 
Yeah. Where, where do you think we should start here? We got a couple things. Literally, as we were recording uh, the Patreon episode we just did on Eastbound and Down, I think like minutes after that, I think I closed the Zencaster and then opened up Twitter and saw that Manny Machado had got extended. Um, so we should probably mention that. I don't have much thoughts or opinions on it other than yay Padres throwing money around again. And yeah, no, it seems like there's a bunch of uh, people with their panties in a twist about, <laughs> about this too. It seems like there's just been a lot of bitching about uh, the pod, about how stupid the Padres are or how foolish the Padres are and stuff. Are like, they? No, it's great. They're a good team and they're, they're like directly competing with the fucking Dodgers. And yeah, it's great. They went to the NLCS last season. I uh, need to remind everybody that they were beaten by the Philadelphia Phillies, however. Um, <laughs> but they're a good team. I'm excited. They're fun. Yeah. Speaking of the Dodgers, a bit of unfortunate news for them. Uh, Gavin Lux is out for the season. Yeah, poor guy. I feel like at the start of spring training, there's a lot of like, oops, here's an injury. And I'm wondering if that's like, because they're getting back to playing shape. Maybe these things had been lingering over the off season or I like, I don't know. I don't know why, but it just feels like there's a lot of injury stuff coming out. Say a Suzuki and um, uh, Tyler glass. Now both have oblique strains and um, Joe Musgrove fractured his left toe. Like there's just a lot. How long does that keep somebody out typically? Uh, it's, it's, they're saying at least two weeks. Uh, it's okay. not on his, it's not on the toe that he like uses more, which is good. That's really too bad about Suzuki. It's not going to be able to play off your WBC then. I was really looking forward to him in the, in the WBC. We're, we, I, I, we've got a lot to WBC chat to get to later, but yeah, spring training is weird. I've only watched a little bit of spring training so far. I've had a I've had a really really busy week, but it feel the stuff I have watched has feel felt really good um, to be to be watching it again. I like the pitch clock stuff. Great. Like I don't even notice stuff. Like I don't even like notice that there's anything different about the game. It just goes faster. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a really cool rule. Like who's like you know, the first guys pinched for it? It's like Machado yeah. and Karenchak. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a conspiracy. The the umps are the libs that are <laughs> going after the MAGA guys to make an example of them. Oh god, if only <laughs> I went to a game. Uh, they have they have the pitch clock in the minor leagues in certain minor leagues last season. And I went to one of those games, Melly, and it was like I saw the face of God. Baseball <laughs> sounds awesome. It was a high-scoring nine-inning game that was barely two hours. That is really exciting. It was so good. I just like it when like fussy people, like pitchers, aren't allowed to be as fussy as they want to be. It's just I that's agree. just one of the life's greatest like humors for me. I I totally agree. Totally agree. It's it's very petty, but I really like it. Like, no, you can't do your like weird little special dance for a minute and a half, dude. You have to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be. Yeah, keep waiting forty five seconds between pitches. Yeah. There was a specific pitcher that when the pitch clock news broke, I was like, oh fuck, this guy in particular. Who was it? Is it uh Blake Snell? Yeah, he's yeah he's he got does one. he does he does the fucking toe tap thing, which I just like no, pitch throw the fucking ball. <laughs> fucking uh clevenger is awful oh, yeah i hate his so much uh yeah i have i have no problem with this <laughs> like just yeah go for it and like bigger bases i don't know everyone's making so much 
so much uh, discourse about the bigger faces. Don't care. I haven't it's been fine. seeing that as much. I, I don't know. I saw a bunch of it for a couple days. Do, do not care. Um, all this stuff seems fine to great. <laughs> like, no, no problems with it. These rules are reactions to the way that the game has evolved. And they are going to spur the game to continue to evolve, which mm-hmm. I think is super interesting. Like, we're going to see people test how to fuck with the pitch clock now and it's going to mm-hmm. be really interesting we're going to see you know more base dealing we're going to see weirder combinations for the shift rules because uh, did you see that one where someone was just like oh yeah here's how they're trying to th- thinking of coordinating it where basically like the uh was it the third baseman would j- basically like sprint immediately to the outfield to become a fourth outfielder I don't think you can be. I don't think you can like be in motion until like the pitches, like the the pitcher starts to deliver. Yeah, the shift the shift ban whatever is not that big of a deal either. Really, it's just like well, they can bring outfielders around. They can like if they really want to. Still, speaking of rules, I want to get into the meat of 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 our discussion. A very important thing happened the other day. An inning of baseball was played without umpires. <laughs> The Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates are playing a spring training game. Uh, the Pirates are up, what was it, 7-4? Seven 7-4 to four? Seven to four at home. And because spring training isn't real, the teams had agreed, like, yeah, let's play a bottom of the ninth regardless of score. But apparently, I guess no one told the umps that because after the top of the ninth, they just walked off. And then, the, <laughs> and then there's... there's there was a great, like, uh, Cespedes BBQ posted a great little highlight video uh, that basically just, like, the managers just look confused and they go out and talk to each other and then they're like, oh, I guess we'll, I guess we'll play anyway. So we got an inning, a, a half inning of baseball with no umps. <laughs> the, the catcher was calling balls and strikes. Um, at one point, he, like, complimented himself for his pitch framing. <laughs> The the announcers were having fun with it. They were just like they were like, oh, what would one of them say? He's like, that's an out, I think. And then like the camera panned to the to the scoreboard and just like nothing was on it. It was just, it was just like the pirates logo. The fucking the fucking pirate mascot was standing around like confused about what to do. It was just it was fucking awesome. That's delightful. What do we think? Yeah. What do we think about baseball anarchy? That's glorious as a casual baseball observer. ACAB includes umpires, right? ACAB does <laughs> in fact include umpires. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. As much as they think they're cops, they are not cops. They're <laughs> <laughs> cops. They're like mall cops. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you can have all the contempt you have for cops for them, but uh I I don't I think that they would be very happy if somebody compared them to cops also i think that this is an illustrious example of you know the benefits of community policing like mm-hmm. people are like a little bit confused but really excited and happy about mm-hmm. it like and just playing the sport for the love of it your fellow man yeah you just want to play more you want to get you want to get better you want to practice i kind of i want to take this further i want to like I want to have a whole game like this. Yes, absolutely. Can we engineer like a like an exhibition game without umps? That would be fun with with pro players. Yeah, I mean, it's just like this is just like that punk baseball league thing I would do this this summer. It's basically the same thing. Just like yeah, just 
uh, we we just go up and and play there. We don't need any anything else. We don't need anything. Yeah. But I want like punk baseball league like spectacle with like like yeah. professional baseball yeah. players. Like yeah, that's exactly. so good for me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun yeah a really fun barnstorming thing where <laughs> you uh, just have, yeah yeah I'm just like the most fun baseball players to watch. Go around do this. As as my husband was describing this event to me earlier, he uh, nerd that he is pointed <laughs> out that. Um, Wait, is it Ultimate Frisbee that he plays, or is it the other one? I think it's Ultimate Frisbee. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen him tweet about that. Also, self-referees were Ultimate Frisbee to be played on a uh, an Olympic level. Were it to be, um, yeah. they would self-referee in the Olympics. Is Ooh, that yeah. crazy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> How many like controversies have there been around that? Like, in the... In the- <laughs> in the pro ultimate frisbee leagues like there are dozens of fans there there has to have been like some some fights over that you're you're talking to a former ultimate frisbee player oh wow i see when i was studying abroad in ireland 12 years ago i was like trying to find ways to like meet people and so i went to like the clubs and activities fair and i joined two clubs well, actually, three. I joined the film club eventually because they were the inside nerds that I actually connected with. But uh, I was walking around in my Phillies hat, and immediately the softball team was just like, "You, you're American. You like baseball." And I'm like, "Yes." And they're like, "You're joining our team because you have to." And I'm like, "Okay." I went to one practice. The ball scared me. I did not. I did not continue playing. Oh. But I also joined the ultimate frisbee team, and. That shit was the nerdiest bullshit ever. I fit right in. I remember like going to like a fucking round robin tournament on a weekend at one point. Uh, don't remember anything about playing. I just remember uh, the drinking afterwards. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There, there's. I, I've. Uh... I mean, it's very popular in Vermont, obviously, because <laughs> obviously. <laughs> we're really big into disc sports here. <laughs> There's just like fields in the woods like that. I just leave my husband at and then come pick him up later. And he's like wasted and sunburned. Dropping off my husband on the field. Just him walking like into a cornfield, like disappearing into the corn. Pick him up a couple hours later. Yeah. Hammer. <laughs> It's Vermont. I know where he is. <laughs> what, what, what were we even talking about? The, we're talking um, about so sorry. baseball anarchy. anarchy. The baseball anarchy thing, yeah. I like that the broadcast just kept going, too. Good on them for for keeping <laughs> keeping going with it instead of just being like, um, I'm, I'm going to go, you know, like, Could you imagine steakhouse how much or whatever. Buzzkill that would have been if they had just been like, all right, umps are gone, we're gone, see you yeah, later. See ya. No, but like, get on them for having fun with it. I need more of this, please. Give me, like, I don't know any anarchist slogans. There aren't any. They're not reaching a consensus <laughs> on what a slogan should be. But yeah, the other the other fun thing that I was really excited to talk about was switching gears pretty substantially. Folks, we unfortunately need to hand it to an owner. No. I'm just as surprised as you are. 
But, and it's uh, much better than last time when we talked about Steve Cohen, where we were like, well, he kind of said a thing. It was all right, but like, it wasn't that cool. John Middleton, owner of the Philadelphia Phillies, took Steve Cohen's like tepid, lukewarm, ah, that was kind of a cool thing to say. Yeah, Steve Cohen, all he's really saying was, I, I'm everything I'm doing is within the rules. John Middleton is just like, uh, he's basically like, what do I care about how much money I spend on my team? And mm-hmm. the the reason to have a team is to have it compete and win. He he begins, he's like, how much money did the 27 Yankees make or the 29 A's or the 75, 76 big red machine? Does anybody know? Does anybody care? Nobody knows or cares whether any of them made any money or not. If your ambition is to be good, you don't make those decisions. If your ambition is to be great, you make those decisions. It's about desire, really. I just want to win. That fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I do kind of have like a question about this because, like, it seems like the reaction to him saying this is that he said the he said something that nobody says. But isn't that the implicit thing in like ownership? Isn't that why they're allowed? You to would own fucking them? think that, wouldn't you, Melly? <laughs> isn't that like why you everybody would fucking lets them think do this? That. <laughs> like, well. They don't want to admit that they want to win. Like, this is weird. I don't know. No, every owner is all about like, you know, putting a good product on the field, but maintaining financial flexibility and and, like all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of them cry poor. We're like, oh, like the financial realities of the situation mean that, you know, da, 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 da. Like John Fisher, owner of the Oakland Athletics, is one of the like top, I think he's number six the sixth richest MLB owner and he runs his franchise. Like he has like, like he's in debt. It's, it's disgusting. And that's corny. And you've got like Reinsdorf. Um, yeah. He's just like, he's been like a vocal, he's been vocally complaining about like letting Steve Cohen be an owner because of how much more money Steve Cohen has than everybody else. Steve Cohen gets like a little bit of props for, you know, actually fucking spending money and putting like on a making a good team. Um, Middleton's doing the same thing. He doesn't have as much money, but he's still doing the same thing. And he's being more explicit about, hey, owning a baseball team means trying to win, not using it as an elaborate tax evasion. It, it, it rocks to hear an owner say these words. That's how bleak and grim the situation is. Like, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like fans should be angrier and like yelling at these people more. They sure fucking should. You would you would think. But uh, there are there and there are some people that do. But there are also uh, a lot of people who just see like, you know, the Phillies spending money or a team spending money and just be like, this is why we need a we need a salary cap. Like, this is like this is why we need to like make sure players are are paid less. It's like, well, if there is a salary cap, your your fucking uh, your team still wouldn't be spending the money. Like your your favorite team wouldn't be wouldn't be catching up to the Dodgers or the Phillies or the Mets. They would still be crying poor. A, lo- a favorite thing of the White Sox in particular uh, to do when there's like a bunch of free age like like high profile free agents around. Uh, what they'll do is they'll like. They'll be in on on the player, and then after the player signs somewhere else, they'll release. They're like, "Oh, we, you know, we just had him. We just missed out. We yeah. were like second place." And it's just like, 
That's so corny. It's That's so, so corny. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of a lot of ownership groups do the that. fucking Yankees have been doing that. Yeah, which yeah. is like they're the literal Yankees. Aren't, isn't the point <laughs> of the Yankees to just like spend money like crazy? Yes, that's the whole point of the team. It used to be. Uh, yeah, but they but like the Yankees used to just like outspend everybody, but now they don't even like a you know go over the salary cap like other teams are or they um they don't go over the luxury threshold like other teams are willing to do. The Yankees used to use other major league baseball teams as their farm teams. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Uh, that that for framing of it. Um, just because I've heard so many loser Twins fans over the years say that like oh we're just a farm system for the yankees it's like well it wouldn't have to be like that if the fucking owners weren't cheap <laughs> and like it's not the yankees fault and the instituting a cap isn't gonna help anything it's just gonna drive down wages not gonna get anything else out of it you get this a lot with like football teams where like they they clearly like football owners just hate that they own a football team like and they love talking about how much they hate owning a football team but they have this like really bizarre class solidarity um, totally. where like oh, yeah. they all speak as one demonic voice if they have to <laughs> like that's what Goodell is but like i don't know it's it's interesting like the dynamic of how like like football is just inherently evil and like the way that their own like their ownership system works is evil and then you look at baseball and there's like it's cool that there's actually like the flexibility for owners to break and be like aren't we just trying to win here guys just spend the money like i love Mm -hmm. that that's nice that's you know i might watch baseball this year i might do it (laughs) pitch clock making the games a little snappier yeah 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 yeah. absolutely I've got time now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You live out in the woods. Uh-huh. There is nothing better yeah. than a warm summer night with baseball on the radio. Really good. What, uh, what, what, what's the, like the local radio team for you? Vermont is honestly, it's in this really horrible location where, uh, half the people are, uh, so- Red Sox fans and the other half are Yankees fans. And there's like this rivalry of, I guess, who's more mm-hmm. annoying. It's like asking if you'd rather get shot or stabbed. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that I, I would probably pick up the Red Sox, which I'm not going to listen to. I'm going to have to figure out a way to get Tigers radio. Definitely go with that third option. But another option to MLB entirely that we're going to have. WBC games are coming up. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. It is next week, folks. The same the the same day we release our next podcast is the day that the World Baseball Classic starts, and I am stoked. Um, <clears throat> there have been a few unfortunate additional dropouts. Uh, we mentioned Seiya Suzuki, um, but overall the teams are looking pretty good. Baseball America just previewed pools A and B, which uh, we can like link to those in the show notes. They rock. Uh, it really like kind of clarifies, like for me especially, I'm like the dumb guy who doesn't really understand what's going on. And it clarifies like which teams like to pay attention to. Like they have a bottom line for each team, and and that's just honestly so helpful. I don't real, I don't know like the the intricacies of like how is Cuba gonna do, etc. 
I was flipping through that earlier, and every time I'm reminded that Mike Piazza is the manager for Italy, it's <laughs> so, so funny. funny. And like, I'm I'm just shocked that they like the country of Italy will let him have anything to do with running a sports team ever again. <laughs> I mean, like he already, yeah, he already like ran like a hundred some year old soccer club into the ground. I you forgot know? about that. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's so funny. They're like, all right, we're giving you a second chance here, Mike. <laughs> oh, God. Is is he just going to run Team Italy into the ground then? I, it would be so funny. I mean, according to Baseball America, they don't really have much of a chance. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Hey, they yeah. they their bottom line is, has an outside chance to advance to the quarterfinals. Aww. Uh, whereas uh, Panama's is just happy to be back in the tournament. Oh, gosh. Good, yeah. yeah. Good on you, Panama. Taiwan hoping to get past the first round. That's cute. <laughs> at, at least based on Baseball America's analysis, the, the two teams that have the best chance coming out of Pool A are Cuba and the Netherlands. I'm stoked for the Netherlands. I I love Xander Bogarts. I love their... We talked extensively about their hats and their uniforms last week. And I just think, what a weird country to like be a contender and make some noise in this tournament like yeah it's the netherlands but really it's like the dutch the dutch caribbean but even then like it's still small as shit okay that makes way more sense now oh yeah yeah yeah. because i was like is it because they're all really tall like do that they just happen to make good (laughs) baseball players or like what's going on here no uh no the rules to qualify for a national team with the world baseball classic are hilariously uh loose well first of all the the dutch the dutch caribbean countries are technically a part of the netherlands or are they independent nations in like some sort of commonwealth either way it's they they qualify so the entire team is caribbean guys and then the to play for a national team you have to have had at like one parent born in that country or so or we're like have heritage in that country yeah or if you like qualify for if you can get citizenship there or something if you want it i think you could even i think if you you could get citizenship in this country basically you could yeah i mean i'm really glad that they're not doing blood quantum to like figure out who has to play on what team that's a relief um (laughs) yeah yeah, eric sogard i think got his czech uh citizenship in order to play for the team which weird flex, but okay, Czech Republic. That's so cute. <laughs> I was just reading an article about Tommy Edmond, who is half Korean and is playing for playing for the Korean team. His his Cardinals teammate Lars Nootbaar is playing for Japan. He just became my favorite baseball. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So cute. there was a, like That's a great. cute little article where. Um, Edmund was talking about, you know, being on Team Korea and and ha- he has a Japanese wife. So he's like and Korea and Japan, shocker, have a bit of a rivalry. Uh, so uh, the historical there, there's feud, a lot of yeah, uh, there's <laughs> a lot of uh, opportunities for drama there. They're in Pool B together and spoiler alert, they're going to be the ones that come out of Pool B because they're in it with Australia, China, and the Czech Republic, and 
Uh, all of all of their bottom lines are just happy to be here. Well, you know, Australia's is unlikely to make it out of pool play, so I think they get like a little bit of a little bit of a boost over China and Czech. Well, cool. That will start next week. We'll talk about more. We'll talk about it more next week. I'm sure. Let's get to mailbag, huh? Let's do it. Uh, I have a whole bunch of questions here. This one's a couple weeks old, so I want to get to it first here. Uh, at Nikav underscore fifteen. You think Joey Votto knows what Riz is? What's Riz is? What I don't know Riz. what Riz is. Yeah, I, I was. I figured that that was gonna. That, that was exactly what was gonna happen. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I just googled it. It tried to translate uh, from French to rice. Can't imagine that. Is. No, that's that's not that's not what it is. Glad we glad we got that one out of there. Yeah, let's see. Okay, uh, Brian Tesh asks so if it's the fifth inning of a game that may get rained out and you're very likely going to lose is the optimal play to keep taking clock violations until the game gets called so he's talking about with the with the pitch clock here i don't think you'd ever have a scenario where you get balls and strikes Mm -hmm. called against you like willingly even if you like might lose like that like uh, like no any regular season game no the only time that would be worth it would be the playoffs and they don't call games in the playoffs like you're just gonna Mm -hmm. pick it up later all right let's do one for this one is for melly tom jerkface asks for melly how would you address water shortages in the southwest is the best answer leave now i actually do have like a very long and serious answer to this but there's a couple of things the first one is um yeah people should definitely stop moving there but you're more likely to to feel the impacts if you move to a really stupid place like Pinal County in Arizona or the Imperial Valley in California. Um, those places just don't have enough water resources to like support the the uh, housing and subdivisions that are going up there. Um, there is so of the states who participate in the Colorado River Compact, most of the states except for California have come up with a. Um, a water contingency plan that would immediately go into effect if the federal government were to take it up and authorize it. The problem is that it's um, opposed exclusively by California, but they get to say whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, more likely than not, this is just going to end up being like a a series of really irritating court battles until there's not enough water to, um, to feed the crops in California. And that's kind of the bigger issue that I think gets neglected a lot is that like, it's not just animal agriculture. Like we like to boil it down to, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge diversity of, of crops that are grown exclusively in California to feed the entire country when there's a lot of other farmland, um, especially east of the Mississippi that has the ability to produce a good amount of food. Um, and you know, in a lot of varied spaces without the risk of water shortage. And I think that sort of diversifying where our farming is actually taking place is going to be kind of more important than what an individual does in terms of where they live. So, so we shouldn't be making a pipeline from Lake Superior. Jesus. No, (laughs) this drives me nuts because people from the Midwest love taking it seriously. um, When it's fucking impossible. You have to go through the largest mountain range on the continent. Yeah. There's no way. (laughs) We had a hard time making it one tunnel go through one mountain. Where are we going to put this water? You want to move it uphill? We could, we could do it through that tunnel, right? Yeah, we already got the tunnel. Just turn, turn that. Surely, it, it could be that easy. You have easy. to get through the whole range. 
And then where's it gonna go? What are you gonna fill up like some reservoir in California that doesn't exist yet? Are we gonna dig one out? Like, or are we just gonna refill Lake Mead because it'll fill up where really like, super fast? Yeah. Just tapped into Lake Superior going across the country. A lesser known, really uh, stupid conspiracy theory about piping water different places is so the Great Salt Lake is also it's it's depleting super rapidly rapidly. yeah um and like for some reason there's like a group of uh, like powerful mormons in utah who think that you can just create like a a pipeline of salt water from Uh like washington to the great salt lake but the problem there's like a couple of problems uh that should be immediately obvious one is that the salination is not the same at all and two it's salt water so you can't fucking pipe it anywhere <laughs> this will destroy your pipes yeah <laughs> governor Ducey also wanted to build a salination plant in mesa and ran into the same problem like you can't fucking pipe salt water <laughs> yeah incredible that rocks that's so fucking funny we're so fucked it's awesome <laughs> yeah all right. Pup Boulder asks, if I can go to one Mariners game this season, which matchup should I catch? You're asking a, now people are asking us specific, what specific games they should go to. That's way too much. Every team plays 162 games. Uh, you gotta narrow it down, man. Find, find the game that Shohei Otani is pitching and <laughs> yeah, go yeah. to that one. Yeah, just wait and wait and see if that, if that happens. But Like, yeah. like first search... Mariners home games against the Angels, yeah. and then keep an eye out for when he is uh, uh, scheduled to pitch. I don't know. Just look for, just look for one that has a giveaway. <laughs> you yeah, go or to. giveaways. Yeah. Um, I know that there there are a few like cool bobbleheads that have been re- like uh, promoted recently. There's the star Wars one for the Phillies actually looks pretty fucking cool. Oh, when they're playing, when they're playing the twins in July at home, that's when they're having their bark at the park. Go to the bark at the oh, park. Fuck. Go yeah, to the go bark to, at the park. Yeah. It's the yeah. best day in the world. Bring, yeah. ooh, bring your, bring your pup hood. People will yeah. love that. If you have a dog, bring your dog. If you don't just go see some dogs. It'll be fun. So Monday, July 17th, that's the game you're going to. So says batting around. All right. Steamboat Josh. It says Redwall Abbey's starting nine. Oh gosh, no this this requires me using a part of my brain that I can't use. <laughs> okay, like, I had a four episode podcast about the Redwall books. Yeah, we're talking about like the food. Yeah, I was talking about the food. That was the thing that I was most focused on. God bless. I can't. I I know that I have a favorite character, and I'm like I cannot remember her name for the life of me right now. Mariel. Her name is Mariel, and she would be the starting pitcher. She would kick ass. Uh, everybody oh god there was a giant badger who was like a doofus like he'd be pretty good i i can't do this question <laughs> okay okay i have not actually read Redwall ever <laughs> um, don't they're for children yeah, they are for children <laughs> so yeah i i missed that i missed the boat on that one let's do a baseball one here delaware smashed asks due to the new pitch clock rules we could see a sub nine pitch immaculate inning so an immaculate inning where <laughs> due to a, like a oh. bad pitch clock violation there yeah. are not even nine pitches in it. Um, would that still be called an immaculate inning or something else? That's got to be something else. Baseball baseball loves naming shit. After. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what other crazy shit could happen or could feasibly happen with the new rules? Um, no, that is... 
that that is an interesting thing. We love being pedants about that sort of stuff. Like like were the seven inning uh, doubleheader games? Did that count as a no hitter? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but and stuff like that. And we're just like naming as many specific, like wildly yeah. specific things as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Someone someone will come up with a name for it if it ever even happens. Submit your submit your suggestions to name the sub nine pitch immaculate inning. Like I think it should still have some importance when it happens, or like there it should still be a big deal when it happens, um, if it ever happens. Okay, last question at Miwiabi on the Discord asks, "What's your favorite space western anime? Trigun, Outlaw Star, Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, or something else?" I have an answer. If you say Outlaw Star, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> it was the only one I watched as a kid. Are you serious? Yeah. Go watch Cowboy Bebop already. I, I have you not watched to... Cowboy Bebop? I have not uh? watched Cowboy Bebop. I know Cowboy Bebop is better. Uh? I will get to it eventually. Okay. I, there was a period of time where I was going to, I was excited to like watch the watch the anime and then watch the live action and then when everybody said the live action was dog shit i oh it was so bad it was um, so bad i didn't even try that that sounded (laughs) terrible trigun wait trigun space i didn't know that was space yes Mm -hmm. i haven't seen trigun since i was probably like 13 years old i loved it when i was 13 that's honestly my answer i saw a lot of like commercials for it on like Toonami, but I never actually watched it. It's good. Is there a baseball episode? We could do a couching around. <laughs> I don't think there is a baseball episode of Trigun. <laughs> she says as she types I have to yeah. know. Actually, <laughs> I have to know. No, I don't think it doesn't look like there is. Okay. Thank God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, weird and specific genre, to be sure. To be fair, I don't remember any of Outlaw Star either. I just remember that I watched all of it. I remember watching it on whatever Tsunami, but I don't know, not not caring for it, not think like being like this isn't as cool as Cowboy Bebop or like Gundam. <laughs> like it's not it's not like better at anything than either of those. So uh, I w- I was out, was not into it. I'm like generally a very anti anime person. Sorry, everyone, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> But my my favorite anime remains to this day, uh, Fooly Cooly, which is a mm-hmm. baseball anime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it kind of also has a lot of space elements in it, even though the space is like the void inside of one tiny child's brain. Um. <laughs> I remember. I remember my friends. We. I used to. <laughs> My friend used to have like a weekly anime like club where like he we'd get on discord or whatever and he'd stream like, Oh, we're going through whatever. Um, which is funny because I, I am also a, I'm not, I'm not an anime hater, but I also don't really do anime. Uh, A lot of the like common tropes that show up in all anime, like irk me. Um, yeah, but we did watch fully Cooly, and I did remember finding it interesting and appealing but also very weird. It's so and weird. I, I liked that about it, but it also was so weird that I it kind of like left my brain. So I don't really remember it other than like a few like evocative scenes and moments. I would I would watch that again. You should. It's a I mean honestly, I, I like rediscovering it every like five to ten years. 
Um, yeah. My favorite anime is either Mob Psycho or whichever one of the Mob Gundams. Psycho. <laughs> whichever one of the Gundams my friend showed me during that time period. All the original Gundams are cool. It was it was one of the old Gundams. I love yeah, yeah I love Universal Century Gundam yes. shows and like the original Mobile Suit Gundam is great. It's like when really you, good. <laughs> I think it was the original Mobile Suit. I love Gundam it. Yeah, it's got started. it's got such a great the intro and outro songs are so good. Because it's from like 1977, 78. What's the one that's like Vietnamese? Oh, eighth MS team. Oh, that that's the one we watched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Yeah, that one's great. I think that's a really good like one for people to start on. Uh, but I I really like just really think like it takes some patience, but just the original Mobile Suit Gundam, and like you have to go into it being like, remember this is fucking like 1978. It's six. If you do remember that though, like. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, works yeah, so yeah. well. Oh, you're, it's so cool. I love that one. I love, yeah, love like the Oethemus team and War in the Pocket and Zeta, but not ZZ. That one's bad. Shars Counterattack. Like, that shit's great. Really good. Right, I'm not going to talk about Gundam forever. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. We, we, I haven't we, seen the new one. Um, I haven't seen Witch from Mercury yet, but I do want to watch that one. I hear it's, I hear it's very gay. There's some anime talks. Yeah, I, I feel dirty for having participated. <laughs> I'm so I, I'm so surprised that there was that much Melly talk or um, anime talk that Melly tolerated. Like <laughs> honestly, her, her her face started showing yeah. signs of strain toward the, mm-hmm. toward the end of it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, uh, there's there's the non baseball portion yeah. of the episode. There we go. We got water resource chat in. We got yeah. anime chat in. Yeah. Uh, do you have any stories about Lauren that you could tell? Oh, yeah. Do you want to embarrass her? You end up when I, we could end with that or we could just end it. Where I sleep is very dependent on her for the next week. <laughs> um, you don't have to tell any stories about I mean, Lauren. We I mean, can if end you want like, a cute story, I, I, sure. I discovered a, a minute ago. Like, you know, before we started the show, uh, that it's National Weights and Measures Week. And like, my, I, can, I can text my sister, oh my gosh, did you know it's National Weights and Measures Week? And she goes, mm-hmm. no, what can we measure? <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, that is, that is something that Lauren would be way into. What a truly beautiful thing to share with someone we're earth signs we're giant nerds and we love stuff like that national Ooh, let's celebrate by weighing something what else can we measure <laughs> let's find some cool units of measurement <laughs> what is your favorite unit of measurement uh volume hmm. yeah <laughs> very quick answer i don't think wait, that's not a, that's not a unit of measurement well that's i mean a, okay so so you measure like fluid ounces specifically okay, yeah, sure. i'm not a huge fan i mean i i do recognize that like the metric system is more practical um yeah. but uh i think that u.s standard is more fun i i like doing a lot of bizarre math to figure I like out when there's things. yeah when it's kind of arcane and mysterious mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um there are certain imperial measurements that I prefer over metric, and there yeah. are certain metric I prefer over imperial. Like, sure. like in terms of like miles, give me kilometers. Why are we still doing miles? But 
you can pry Fahrenheit out of my cold, dead hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree on that one. Celsius just doesn't, it doesn't have the same, like, like feeling. Like, when I look at, no. when I look at Fahrenheit, like, I know, like, yeah, it makes, when you say that it's 110 degrees in Arizona, it sounds like way more impactful and awful. Like, it describes oh it more. It's 35 or whatever. Yeah, right. I think like 82, Uh, maybe. I don't know. I I thought that I would get more on board with it as I learned it more because I have a Canadian boyfriend and it kind of, you just pick it up. But no, it's still not great. It's not, no. And it's really annoying when other people like are like, well, when Canadians especially are like, can you translate that for me? No, learn my weird system. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. We do this. We do this really cute thing where if we're all, ever talking about the temperature, we just tell the other in their measurement. So I'll just, I'll just say like, oh hey, it's it's twenty degrees out, and he'll say like, oh hey, it's you know seventy degrees out, and oh. I think that's cute. That is cute. Uh, not going to Celsius. Uh, America is still in charge for a little while longer. And uh, <laughs> also, yeah. like inches and feet. Like if you do the thing that they're based on, which is like your knuckle and then your forearm to measure, because mm-hmm. it's like roughly the same. It's a good estimate for like if you need to hang something up on a wall and like you don't really care to get out like a level and a whole thing. It's like it's functional. Happy National Weights and Measures Week to you and you. <laughs> March first through seventh, everyone. From batting around <laughs> to you. Yeah. Let's celebrate this every year. Uh, <laughs> the feast of units and measurements. Um, okay. <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. Melly, thank you for being on the show oh thanks for having me guys oh always a pleasure uh, and we're gonna have more guest co-hosts for the next couple of weeks while lauren is still recovering and i'm gonna i'm gonna get steven to say uh i'm steven on one of these we'll we'll, we'll see okay have a good one everyone bye アムロ、アムロ、お前の生まれた故郷だ。覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ、振り向くなアムロ。男は涙を見せぬもの。見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠